You'll be checking out the Trump rally. A whole lot of people parked like this. I want, I want you to see the line. You see there. There's nothing to do with politics, just a trend I'm seeing in the lot, over at the parking lot in front of Trump's uh, Concord rally. Um, it is the Friday before the primary. Uh, this will probably come out over the weekend, but I thought it'd be interesting to check it out. It is, we've received two different times when the event is supposed to take place. The later one, of course, is the one that is truth. So I stood outside in the cold for about half hour, said screw this, went home, and now we're back and they still haven't let anyone in and it was supposed to open 20 minutes ago so we'll see what happens but it, it should be interesting nonetheless guy just warned me they might be cutting off letting people in which is just ridiculous we, we had to rsvp for this my press credentials got denied twice so i don't know i'm not terribly impressed with the organizational structure of these uh, rallies thus far Another interesting aspect of this oh, project, Lincoln, or Lincoln Project is obviously here too with uh, video trucks showing all sorts of propaganda. Uh, I guess it's, I don't know who their audience is. Everyone here is for Trump basically or Republican interested. So, uh, but here they are nonetheless. They got to spend all the, that uh, Lincoln Project money somewhere, I guess. Let's go Trump! Terrorists are coming in. You know, 2019 or so, just recently, we called. <laughs> I'm caving. It, it looks like it's going to be filled up. Once again, I tried to get a press pass and I wasn't able to get in, but they're right right side news broadcasting or some silly outlet like that is doing a uh, live stream from it. Um, I'll, I'll try and put it in the episode description if you want to check out the actual feed, but yeah, expect my opinions to come out this weekend. I've got some, I'll probably have some takes on this. It looks like the uh, Lincoln Project crew are still hanging out at front. They, once again, they got to spend all that money. There's so much Democrat money, they don't know what to do with it. And it is full line out here to get into the Capone Center, so. Uh, good luck to everyone that decided to stick it out. I don't think everyone's gonna make it in. It looks like it was full already, so. And on the eighth Time day, to get warm. All right, it's the next day. I'm still cold. Let's, uh, let's talk about what happened at the Trump rally. The Trump rallies are a concert. It's a music concert. If you ever been to one, that's what you're going to experience. There are all sorts of uh, vendors outside selling Trump merch. There's like probably half a dozen different ones. Uh, we'll cut away to shots of the, the Lincoln Project uh, hawking their propaganda on the sides of video trucks, which was just ridiculous. But they got just a stupid amount of money they got to burn through. So I guess that's one way of doing it. It doesn't it doesn't move the needle because the only people that are at the, the at, at the Trump rally are people that are going to be voting Republican or they and, and or they're going to be definitely voting for Trump no matter what. So the Lincoln Project is just wasting their time doing it. They should be downtown. They should be over supporting Haley or whoever they think is the better Republican candidate. But they're just a bunch of neocon weirdos that don't know what they're doing with their life. Um, it, it, the big thing out of it for me personally was, holy crap, Senator Tim Scott was there and gave his endorsement. I mean, I really was thinking immediately, is he the VP pick? Uh, he wasn't out there very long. 
He gave more energy than he ever gave to any aspect of his political campaigns running for president or anything else. It was shocking. I'm like, where was this energy when he was uh, having his very short-lived run? Uh, I love Tim Scott. Politically, he's great. He, and if Trump got him for it, I mean, the big deal with Trump the, previously is he needed to get the evangelical vote. The evangelical vote is in the can, in my opinion. No matter what, he got the Supreme Court justices in place. He needs to get someone, then get the East Coast, West Coast, liberty-loving crew. Guess what? Tim Scott's a good guy for that. There's no, he would be great for it. He's not been in the fray. He's been quiet for the last few months. This would be a good good boost for him. And I, I, if he was VP and was running for president in four years uh, as uh, the half incumbent, whatever you want to call it, for the VP running, um, I, I think he'd be a great presidential candidate for the Republicans and give the Democrats a run for their money if he can keep that energy. Um, he's a little cartoonish with the volume, <laughs> with the amount of energy he brought. But that sort of excitement is needed and it's really missing in every other candidate except for um, Trump. And I, I mean, there, there's no way around it. It was hilarious at the beginning when Trump did actually come out making his, his S-eating grin wandering around the stage going, thank you, thank you, thank you, just pointing at people. And he literally stood next to the podium for the entirety of Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. Apparently he does that on a regular basis, according to Dexter. So that was entertaining. And it was something that kind of bothered me. It was pretty early in, in the rally when he was giving his speeches. Is, um, he was recognizing all these out-of-staters. Hey, all these people from all around the country that have been falling around. I mean, one side, it's funny once again it follows along my theory that this is more of a musical performance or comedian performance rather than a presidential campaign um you say they're touring with us or i'm seeing them at all the stops i'm like okay that's kind of weird and what really bothers me more than anything else about it is this is the new hampshire primary i want to have new hampshire residents that are honestly independent and don't know what they think is the best candidate to be able to see this person speak as opposed to sitting out in the cold of the parking lot at the capone center it's if fair is the wrong word for it but i feel like it's an inappropriate way of handling um campaigning with the new hampshire primary but i mean He's going to win. I mean, there's no way around it. As many people that may have been mad about not getting in there or um, the silliness with the registrations, most likely, I don't think it's going to have a big impact. Um, going into the actual speech, I mean, went into, quote, crooked Joe Biden, the worst president in American history. We're going to make America great again, quote, like almost immediately out the gate. Uh, talked about his success in Iowa, quote, he did a lot for the farmers, $28 billion for the farmers from China. Just, of course, he's got to throw around China in the first five minutes um, because, I mean, there, there's no way around it. Even when you get past the silliness of it, China is our largest threat to, to the future of our economy uh, and global stability. Russia's a disaster with everything the Middle East is blowing up. And we do not want to have China starting a hot war of any kind. It's going to be really a problem for us. Um, and see, with regards to Afghanistan, Ukraine, inflation, Israel t attack, he said, quote, sad, sad thing to see, end quote, uh, and wants to get everyone out to vote in record numbers for him to kind of combat all this. Uh, and he went into, obviously, he had to attack Nikki Haley, reminded me a bit of uh, when I saw Chris Christie with regards to that, and quote, whatever happened to desanctimonious, end quote, uh, with one of the, quote, said it's one of the greatest self-destructions, and New Hampshire, quote, end it and focus on the worst president 
Biden and his thugs, end quote. It, it's it's super Trump. I mean, when you, it really brought me back to 2016 with that stand-up comedy energy where he was just up front uh, spitballing things. He spoke for way too long, for, in my opinion, but uh, a lot of other people that are that were probably in the room were like, oh, this is, this is great to have a full-length uh, set of him uh, giving the greatest hits. Spoke about our, quote, New Hampshire governor is terrible, end quote, and didn't have the gas to run for president, quote, he thinks he's hot stuff and he's nothing, end quote. He said he'd take care of New Hampshire. And I just don't understand how that's productive to uniting the Republican Party. As the president and as the front runner, you are the leader of the Republican Party. It's the same with Biden and all the silliness we're seeing with the Democrats. Trump, I'm hoping after we get past the, the this first set of primaries and whenever it's determined he's going to be the candidate, once again, it's going to happen, uh, he begins to work on his Unite moment because the Unite moment is going to be very important because guess what? There's a lot of neocon and independents that are right now voting for Nikki Haley. I mean, it's almost... It was like 19% in Iowa. I got the feeling it's probably going to be something similar in New Hampshire. Um, maybe as high as 30%. Uh, and you got the more liberty and super conservative-oriented crew voting for DeSantis. And everyone needs to unite under Trump. He needs to fix his his rhetoric if he ever wants to be seen as the great uniter that he views himself as in his head. Um, he's definitely not going to get the Democrats on his side. But if he can get everyone that he's been really annoying the last several months on board he's biden's gonna be hurting big time and if rfk is on the ballot in a lot of states if we end up with no labels all over the place it's going to be a really tight battle between trump and biden and unless there's some health crisis between these two ancient individuals it's it's going to be it's going to be a very painful uh ballot that's it's going to be a problem because people are going to once again have problems with our process for how we elect the president. They're going to want to go to a popular vote. Uh, I don't think we should have that whatsoever. But the more times that we see this difference between the popular vote and the actual presidential selection, it's it's going to be seriously bad. And it's not going to be good for the future of the country. Um, he obviously had to call out the, quote, Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, end quote, calling out pencil neck Adam Schiff. He spent like five to ten minutes just uh, making fun of Adam Schiff, which is mildly entertaining. This guy's a slime ball, in my opinion. And um, went over to gas prices. He gave the obvious, oh my gosh, it, unironically, was comparing himself to Al Capone. <laughs> I, I mean... Trump. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what's going on. They couldn't be, beat you in the elections as effectively as they're hoping, so they're pulling out the criminal justice card. Um, but maybe don't directly compare yourself to uh, Al Capone when you're running for president. It is definitely a problem. Uh, he called out Americans for no prosperity, rhinos and the never-Trumpers that are, quote, Democrats are supporting Nikki Haley because she's the easy one to beat, end quote. I think it's going to be a problem. I've, I have a paid partnership with Americans for Prosperity. I have specific episodes that are with them, and um, they pay for those those episodes of the program. But I have serious disagreements with their selection of Nikki Haley. But honestly, she's the only one, in my opinion, that maybe could beat out Trump in theory and be able to get the independents to vote. And the Democrats, that hate Biden and ultimately want... They have new blood running. I mean, she's not new blood by any stretch of the imagination. She was a former governor. She was in the Trump administration. 
Um, it, this is not someone that is, has clean hands by any stretch, but it, it's it's really going to be interesting. Look, Tuesday is going to be the primary. I always say it, we can make all our predictions and analysis all we want. If 2016 has shown us anything, is anything could happen. If Obama's first run is in 2008 has shown us anything, is anything could happen in these early states. Uh, we. Vivek dropped out quickly, and Asa Hutchinson dropped out. Uh, I don't know about Doug, Ber <laughs> Doug Bergam at this point, but it's mainly between these three Republicans, and then the Democrat side is just going to be just a circus sideshow. I don't think it's going to amount to much of anything. I think there's enough states that are just going to be voting for Biden. That's not going to make any difference for any primaries or caucuses that do happen. So, I don't know. None of this is good for democracy. I don't think any of this is good for the future of our country's political discourse, but we, wheels of uh, democracy have to keep running us over for a few more years before hopefully we can have some serious change. But guess what? It's going to be four to eight years before I think we start seeing it go in that direction. All right. NewEnglandTake.com. Get more from the show. Like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Subscribe on all your fi favorite podcast platforms. And talk to you soon.